another virtual social distancing episode of I Call Next. Holler. Holler. This is the first time Pete is absent. I think he's sick of us talking about the Redskins. Yeah, he's so sick of us, man. Like, I can't believe that Pete actually missed an episode. <laughs> Perfect attempt. This is over. I don't blame him. That's hilarious. All right. So we never talked about Tom Brady, TB12, going to, going to the Buccaneers. And there's a lot of people in this, like, group here that thought he was going to stay in Boston. But there was one blessed soul that knew the future. And that person was me. I just want to say that. So some of us lost some money on that. I have to go back and look how much money I just made. I think it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'll, not too bad. I'll be honest, I, I go ahead, Arash. No, I think you're about to say the same thing maybe as I was about to say. I, I did not picture him leaving at all. Yeah, I mean, same thing here. I was just kind of like imagining that he'd be like, you know what? Like, I'm going to finish my career. I'm always one to be the guy that like likes seeing like these superstars finishing their careers with one team, like Kobe right. and, and the Lakers. You got Gerald Green and the Redskins. But it's always a little weird seeing these like superstar, like above the world talent players yeah. go and play for different colors. Jerry Rice with the Raiders and Seahawks. Like how weird does that feel? You know? Right. So right. I, I'm, I'm personally kind of bummed about it because it's like, you know, it, it like let's say Tom Brady does have some success down there that throws my whole Tom Brady theory out the wall. <laughs> like personally, yeah. I don't feel like he is going to be successful, but at the end of the day, like enlighten us with count. your enlighten us with your Tom Brady theory. I want everyone to hear this. I love it. I think All it's right. funny. So I, I have a theory about quarterbacks, right? So basically it's, if you are successful with multiple teams, that proves that you are a, a superstar player like Peyton Manning was a goat because he was able to go from the Indianapolis Colts under one system, his whole life, go to a different organization and still be successful. There's been multiple players that have been successful under one organization, go to another team and boom, they're not as, not as good as they used to be. Brad Favre was able to have success on multiple different teams. Um, you know, Joe Montana had great success on multiple different teams. He wasn't as good on the Chiefs. He wasn't as good, but, like, look how late in his career he was. I mean, Same thing could be said here for okay. Tom Brady. That's what I was going to say. This is his opportunity to kind of prove it, saying, was it you or was it the Patriots? Yeah. Rosh, what do you think? And that's what everyone's going to be – that's what everyone's going to be waiting to find out, right? Is it actually Bill Belichick that was the reason for their success or Brady? I, I probably think it's mutual. Um, they both benefited from having – a great counterpart. But the reason this situation helps uh, Brady is because he's going to an offensive stack, right? Like this team almost made the playoffs despite having a quarterback that threw 30 some interceptions. Um, so that's going to help his odds. But I think his deal tells us something. I'm not sure if you guys saw the details of the actual contract, two year deal, no team option, no trade clause. Um, so, or trade clause as in like, he can't be traded. So I think we know Brady's got two years and he's done. I don't see him going to a third team. Maybe he re-signs in an extra year with Tampa. But for the most part, I think we know he's going to stay for two years. And um, I think it's more – isn't it more likely than not there are players that have gone to a second team? I feel like the players that have stayed on one team like Dan Marino are, are the rarity. More, more times than not, you have the Montana like or the Brett Favre. Elite quarterbacks 
end up staying because quarterbacks are so important, right? Like you're never going to see Aaron Rodgers. You only see Brett Favre leave because they got an Aaron Rodgers, right? Like you yeah. only see a Joe Montana leave because they had a Steve Young. You don't. Yeah, yeah. who do the right? Patriots have in this in this moment, right? Like you generally right. see a quarterback pushed out the door because they want to make way for a new quarterback. Um, right, and they that definitely did, don't that have that. That wasn't the case with. Um, the Colts because they basically suffered a year, they sucked for luck, and then they got Andrew Luck after that. Um, right, they they definitely sucked, but they, I think the reason they sucked is because that was the year they didn't have Peyton, right? They yeah, didn't have Peyton they... for that one season where Peyton was out, yeah, and so they lucked out, uh, pun <laughs> intended, and got luck that year or the next year because of that um, draft. But um, exactly. what was I about to say? Uh, it'd be funny if the Patriots rolled the dice with Jameis Winston. And then you get to compare the Patriots all season alongside uh, the Bucks and see which one does better. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like – I haven't heard anything that the Patriots are going to go after Jameis, but they need a quarterback. They signed Brian Hoyer, who has gone – he's a journeyman that's gone back and forth between New England and a bunch of teams. But other than him, and I wouldn't roll the dice and start him, they don't have anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been his third – this is his third stint with the Patriots. So, like, he yeah. knows that organization in and out. I would not be surprised if they actually draft a quarterback in the first round uh, because yeah. there are a couple quarterbacks that will be there, not necessarily a top-end quarterbacks. And I don't think, you know, He's, Bill Belichick feels like he needs like a top-end quarterback. Have you seen Deshaun Watson has the highest odds in Vegas to be the quarterback of the Patriots in 2021? And after, I did see that, and I just don't picture that happening. I'm, but look at how Bill, Bill O'Brien runs an organization. Listen. Like Watson's shit. good. Watson's good. He might just trade him, get fired, and go back to New England. <laughs> Dude, uh, that's another discussion on how bad Bill O'Brien has screwed his team. Um, I honestly, I could see the Patriots somehow swindling him and getting Deshaun Watson um, because just Texans have screwed themselves by putting that guy in charge. It's unbelievable. I mean, the asking price for Watson will be like a pack of Oreos and a crate of water at this point. That's what it will be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. The two things that I will state, the one question I have regarding Bill O'Brien is he was just given GM duties, and his team has been successful in the past. My question for you is, if David Johnson has a horrible season and DeAndre Hopkins has an amazing season, is Bill O'Brien on the hot seat? This next season, it depends on the record. Record. If they're five hundred, out. That was a terrible decision. You got to be out then. But then he's not going to be. But I think he will. He should be. He won't be. I don't think they'll give him one more season. He, he's surprisingly liked by that owner, and I'm surprised why. Like he's had three awful trades, right? He gave away Jadavion Clowney for just a third round pick to Seattle. Um, he gave up two first-round picks for Jeremy Tunsil, uh, a tackle who's a little bit better than average. Um, he's the guy that that video leaked when they were getting drafted of him getting high with a face mask yeah. on, that little gas mask. And now they gave away one of the best receivers for a second-round pick and a running back. Um, I'm surprised he's still in charge, but maybe this last trade is the thing that's going to break the camel's back if he has a subpar season. But if he makes the playoffs, then – I think he stays in charge. Um, I, I, I guess that owner is okay. I mean, they did well, right? Like, they were up 
against was it the Chiefs, right? Weren't they up against the Chiefs yeah. big time, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs had to come back and beat them in the playoffs. So like yeah. the owner probably thinks, holy shit, we're close. I gotta let this guy keep running with it. Um, yeah, but yeah. everything that Bill O'Brien is doing is making me think he's a bad at this thing. All right. Well, not to dwell too much on Bill O'Brien, because that's a whole other episode. I just want to share my thoughts on this Tom Brady Tom Brady experiment that's happening in Tampa. I think I'm a Buccaneers fan, because I love when, like, superstars go somewhere else. Like, that's why I like LeBron yeah. when he left. I, I like superstars when they go somewhere else. Well, except K- KD. Except KD. I did not like it when KD left. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's see it. Him, Mike Evans, like, OJ Howard's probably going to stay now. Cameron Braid. And they got, what's his name? Um, Goodwin. Wait, Goodwin? Godwin? Godwin? Godwin. Godwin. Goodwin's a receiver on San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's got weapons, right? He's got good weapons. They don't have a running back, but they had they drafted uh Ronald Jones, the USC guy, um, was it last year or the year before? Um yeah. he's okay. They have Peyton Barber, but really they don't have much of a running game. And they should have gone after and got um David Johnson, maybe, or Curly was obviously available for a few days before he signed with the Falcons. Um, running game is the only thing they're missing. I don't know how good their defense is. I don't think it's that great. Um, but he's got no, he's got good weapons, which on. he didn't their, have. Their defense came on. Their secondary came on in the second half. Like that's how they won a few games at the end. I I also like Bruce Arians being his coach. You know, like he's a good offensive. I like coach. Bruce Arians. So, so it's a good situation. Yeah. Go, go yeah. The one question I got for you is Tom Brady for the past two seasons. In 2017, he had 4,500 yards, 32 touchdowns. Yeah. 2018, he had 4,300 yards with 29 touchdowns. And this past season, he had 4,000 yards with 24 touchdowns. What do you consider a successful season for Tom Brady? It's, it doesn't matter. His stats line doesn't matter. It's, it's about team success, right? They have to go to the playoffs. I don't want to go into this because we're going to do this in rapid fire, but I, I think that – I guess we can talk about it. That's only just one question. But – I think that they have to make the playoffs and at least win one game. Like okay. one, one and a half game. It's a new system, so I can give you, like, you're not going to – I don't – let me not say Super Bowl. I don't know about that yet. I'll leave that for uh, a later segment. But, I mean, I think going to the playoffs and being successful in the playoffs in a, in a franchise that has sucked for its entirety pretty much, I mean, that's success. Okay. I feel I mean, you. NFL is hard to win in, right? At the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. hard to win. So that's my that's my theory. I, I personally don't think he's going to have the same success that Peyton did, so, but I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Uh, anything else with TV 12? I'm excited, man. It's actually rejuvenated the NFL a little bit to get to see him in a different jersey and a different place. Um, he's going to be in the NFC, and he's got a tough division, right? He's in the New Orleans Saints division, the Atlanta Falcons division. Those are also prolific offenses. Yeah. Um, the Saints just added Todd Gurley. Or, sorry, the Falcons just added yeah. Todd Gurley. The Emmanuel Saints are bringing Sanders. everybody back. Emmanuel Sanders is going to the yeah, Saints. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. There you go. Yeah, so he's going to have – it's not going to be a cakewalk like it has been for him yeah. throughout his career in New England because their opponents just now, finally, um, those other teams in that division are becoming better. But he's had a, he's had a cakewalk his entire time in New England. Fair. All right, let's go to – let's stay on quarterback. Phillip Rivers to the Colts. How do you guys feel about this? The fit. I think it's a it's a one year deal, right? It's just a one year deal. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a it's big money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I'll look it up. I personally like this it's way big money. more than Brady deal. Say that again. Because I like this more than I like the Tom Brady deal. Um, obviously, Tom Brady has a little bit more weapons, but I feel like the Colts are more of a complete team. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like the Bucks were kind of like hit or miss last season. Obviously, they they were doing very, and it was kind of all based on Jameis Winston throwing thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. But right, if you look at Philip Rivers's numbers, like he has been consistent, with the exception of he has been throwing more interceptions lately. But overall, like his yards are there, his touchdowns are there. Um, last season was a little bit off, but overall, throughout his whole career, he's had very consistent numbers. And I don't see him going away from that. He's had different coordinators. He's had different regimes in San Diego. And I think that basically he can translate that better to the uh, Colts than Brady will translate to the Bucks. I think the Colts are a better run organization, right? Um, the, I mean, I guess Bucks aren't bad, right? They drafted all the receivers that we're praising, but – Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts, is just a G. Um, he's ever since he took the reins over in 2016. Look at his draft picks. He's had um, Leonard, the left linebacker, who's a stud. Quinton Nelson, the offensive guard, who's a stud. They got Marlon Mack, a fantasy stud, in like the fourth round. Um, I think the Colts are a better team, a better run organization, but don't bet against Tom Brady, right? That's the one thing that we've learned over the years. Um, I actually started going back and looking at some of the footage of um, Philip Rivers. Dude, he's losing his arm strength. It's evident. If you watch his last year's highlights, when he throws a ball, you can start. You can tell when a guy's starting to lose his arm strength because he's starting to use his shoulder to sling the ball out. You know, when a quarterback has the arm strength, it's just this. When you see a guy starting to move his shoulders more, he's trying to torque that ball, and that means he's losing that arm strength. And you can tell if you watch Phil. Phil Rivers has always been a little unorthodox with his release. Like, his release has not been Orthodox before. Yeah. Right, but he, he's had great arm strength. Like, that's actually yeah. his um, MO. He's had such a – he's a gunslinger. But if you watch his last year's highlights, the 2018-2019 highlights, yeah. dude, he is losing it. Like, he struggles to get the ball to the outside corner sideline. Um, I think he's going to have a bad year. I think it's going to be, like, really bad. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jacoby Brissett comes in at some point in the season and takes over. Um, the Colts only gave him a one-year deal instead of a two-year deal like Tom Brady got. And I think it's probably because they know they probably have one good shot with him and then it's over and they don't want to lock themselves in. Or maybe Phillip Rivers was the one that didn't want to get locked in. But I think it's beneficial for the Colts because I don't think he's got it in them. So I, ha- I disagree with JK about weapons. I don't think they have more weapons. Like, No, I didn't say more weapons. I said oh, that sorry. they have a more complete team. I mean, that's what I meant. Sorry. I don't think they have a more complete team because, like, I don't think it is because, like, they have T.Y. Hilton as a weapon, right? But he's hurt all the time. If you lose T.Y. Hilton – he's old now. He is getting old. He's – I have it up right here. He is – 30-something, 32, 33. He's just, 30, he's just 30 years old. 30, 30. He'll be 31 in the midway next season, depending on when the season starts. But, like, I just don't right. feel like offensively, like, they have a decent line. But, like, even their running game, is it – Marlon Mack isn't a like go-to like running back. I think he's decent. I just I just don't think I think Philip good Rivers is, he's good, but like Philip Rivers, look what he's coming from. He had where, Mike. Go ahead. Where I'm coming from is that the offensive line of the Colts has been built around Quentin Nelson. Yes. And you know Philip Rivers is going to have a little bit more. The offensive line for the Bucks is not the greatest in the world. I'm just saying Brady will have. Yes, he has the more superstar players around him at wide receiver, and I don't want to say O.J. Howard is a, a great tight, a good tight end yet because he hasn't done anything. Sure. 
So he has a, mm-hmm. an, let's say he has an average tight end. He has two good wide receivers. And one great, one pretty top five. I would say top five. One, with one, one top five wide receiver. Yeah. One, one pretty good wide receiver. Yeah. And an okay offensive line with zero running back. Game. My, my, I mean, they can get running back. Running back is something they can address, which I agree they need to. But my thing is, look what he's coming from from the Chargers. Having Keenan Allen, having Mike Williams, having Melvin Gordon, having Austin Eckler, and sometimes having um, Hunter Henry. Yes, he didn't have line. I agree he didn't have line, and having time will be great. Who's he going to throw to now? Like He's going to throw my boy Mo Ali Cox from VCU. Hey, Let's have, go. If, if you have a good offensive line, that's all that matters because you got time then. You got time. You, you don't, don't get an open. You, you can ask Arash. Ask Arash. Arash, if you're a defensive, you know, if you're a corner. If I was going to start, yeah. If I was going to start a team, I would pick an offensive line but, before but you're not, I pick you're not starting receivers a team. or running you're not, back. You're not starting a team. You're looking at the end of a career. So, like, it's like this season a bust for Phillip Rivers, right? Like, I just don't think he's going to – like, yeah. I'm comparing this to Tom Brady's situation. I don't think they're going to have a better season. But then again – He's in a weaker, I think, a weaker divi- um, division. Ah, Texans are good. Texans are still good. They had the Texans. That's it, though. All right. Texans. I think are, yeah. honestly, I think they kind of both ended up in a in a good situation for themselves, right? I yeah. think I think Tom Brady is better than Philip Rivers, but I think Philip Rivers will do better with the Colts than if he landed with the Bucks. Um, yes. But I think Tom Brady is going to do well with the Bucks. It, I, it actually kind of works out. Um, but if I was going to bet, and, and we we might do mock. Um, standings when the season gets closer i think the bucks are gonna have a better year than the colt that's what i think so i think they'll have a better season just phil rivers it's gonna be I interesting mean, it's fun to see these it, guys it, in all, different it all depends on how the draft goes because a lot of these other teams could jump up or down sure. based off of how they draft sure sure i mean yeah and the colts have a nice nice selection of picks um I don't know what the Bucks situation is in the draft, but I know the Colts always stack up. They have the Redskins second round pick from last year when they traded for Montez Sweat to move up. Um, so the Colts will definitely add some good weapons. And even in the late rounds, we just said Marlon Mack, fourth round pick. They always find good studs um, and yeah. gems later in the rounds. Oh, that's fair. I just want to shout out my boy Mo Ali Cox again. He's, he didn't even play college football. I'm just throwing that yeah. out there. All right. All right. Let's keep going. One more quarterback to talk about. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, Panthers has pushed Cam Newton pretty much out, I would assume. And Teddy Bridgewater getting the chance in Carolina. What do you all think? JK? I see it's difficult for me because it's a brand-new regime. Mm -hmm. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater has been good. He's been successful. He was good in Minnesota before his injury. He was good in relief time for uh, the Saints. So why would he not be good right now? Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely do think it's all about scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a whole new regime down in uh, with the Panthers. I'm not too familiar with their coach, um, and that's the thing that kind of scares me. Whenever you got like a new coach into an organization, and the organization's coming off of like kind of like an iffy season, he, right. yeah, sometimes you have like a good season, sometimes you don't. You don't really know. We don't really have that history yet. And I personally feel like Teddy is going to do what he can to to win. I don't know how successful the team is going to be around him. Yeah. Robert, what do you think? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm curious to see it. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have picked them up, um, especially not at the price that they picked them up. Right, three years, sixty thirty, three years, sixty three million. So he's getting paid twenty one million a year. 
that is a hefty price for a quarterback that I think is average. Um, the thing that he has going in his favor is that he went 5-0 and when Drew Brees was out last year. Um, but if you look at his stats, he didn't play like spectacular, right? He won the games because he had a great offense and a great defense. Um, we were talking about the Colts having a great GM. Props to the Saints, dude. Just a couple of years ago, the Saints drafted both uh, Marcus Latimer and Alvin Kamara, the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year in the same year. So props to them. And a big reason why Teddy Bridgewater looks so good and the reason he went 5-0 and is because they had such a great team around him. I don't think he's a great quarterback. He wasn't a great quarterback in Minnesota. And I don't think he's going to be he, a great he was quarterback okay. in Carolina. He was solid. He was solid in Minnesota. He, he, wasn't, was okay. he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. Right. I mean, they were in the playoffs, right? The game that he got injured, I think, was a playoff game against Seattle. So, obviously, he's good enough to get them into the playoffs. But that team was also not bad. That, no, that no. Minnesota he got team. hurt in practice, remember? Was yeah. it a practice game? His, his first season in Minnesota, he uh, played 12 games. His second season, he played a full 16 games where it was so-so numbers. Yeah. He had 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He had a non-contact injury before the 2016 season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have this vivid memory of that playoff game in the cold where he got a concussion and he was just out cold. That um, might have happened. I thought happened. that was the game. That definitely happened. The memory is tattooed that in my brain. In but maybe that's not the injury that took him out. That was in 2015 with his uh, – um, when he had like his full 16-game season. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, he's a decent quarterback. I wouldn't pay him $21 million. I wouldn't even pay him $10 million. Um, but hey, the market dictates what you're worth. So if someone's willing to pay him $63 million over three years, good for him. Uh, yeah. I don't care about Carolina. So if they end up sucking, I'm fine with that. Um, the interesting thing is what else they've done, right? So they had Kyle Allen, who played a lot of games last year. They re-signed him before they even signed Teddy. And then the, you saw the trade that came through just like yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they traded with the Redskins um, and they kind of fleeced them for a fifth round pick. Um, so good for, good for the Panthers. I mean, they're, they're working it. They're going with the direction that they want to go in, whether that's right or wrong. We'll see. I'd rather have Cam Newton behind my center than Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm not a GM. So they must know something I don't. That's what's weird. Like why move on? I mean, it is what a three-year deal. I guess that's a long time. I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater is the perfect like game manager, right? He's like a perfect game manager, but like he has no weapons there. Like who's their number one receiver right now? Like, right, so that's why he was good in New Orleans, right? Because you had players. When you don't have players, a game manager is not going to excel. And it's not like they have an amazing defense either right now. Like, they're in rebuild mode No, right Keekley's gone. Thomas Davis has been gone. The only guy they have is Shaq, Tom and, uh, Shaq Thompson. Eric Reed. they released. They re-signed Trey Boston. Bradbury, their number one corner, signed with the Giants. Yeah. I don't know who they have. That. Gerald McCoy left. He went to the Cowboys. Um, yeah, their their team has holes all over. It's going to be a bad team in Carolina if I'm right about Teddy. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm uh, I mean, more likely than not. Not. I, I tend to agree that the Carolina Panthers don't have an identity, but yet again, it's all based on their coaching. I think how their coach comes out and fires up their team. I also they think play, that yeah. they're gonna they're gonna go after a wide receiver. They have to go after a wide receiver in the draft at some point. I mean, this is one of the deepest wide receiver yeah. drafts, so. It makes sense if they did. Yeah. And they don't Where have are they Greg Olson. in the draft? They don't have Greg Olson. They really only have DJ Moore, right? Funches has gone too. 
Um, I think they're in the teens in the draft, so maybe they do go wide receiver. Um, but they need help, man. They need help in a lot of places. Keekly oh. retiring really puts a hole in their defense. They have the seventh pick. Oh, then so, top ten. That's solid. That's yeah. a solid selection for Jerry Judy, to be honest. Wow, that is. Yeah, they could go after him. Um, Ooh, I can't. I can't wait to do the mock draft. I can't wait to do our mock draft. Yeah, That's mock draft fun. will be fun. They need more than receiver, but getting a they, Judy they need, would be nice. They need um, players all over the place. I mean, the. I mean, do do they have a left tackle right now as well? Like, could Andrew Thomas be the guy they that they, they target? Because you just got to bring yeah, a quarterback. Perhaps. You may want to protect him and so forth. The only player they really got is Christian McCaffrey, who does everything. So, good yeah. thing to have. Good thing yeah. to have. All right. No, speaking, definitely a good piece to have. Speaking of running backs that at one point in their lives could do a little bit of everything, but maybe not anymore, uh, Todd Gurley was cut on a massive contract, was cut. I don't think anyone yeah, saw that dude. coming. And then signed with Atlanta. So... What do y'all think? I'll let Arash start this one. What's going on? What do you think? I know you're opinionated on the man. So he's coming home, which is pretty cool, right? He played at yeah. University of Georgia. He gets to go back to Georgia. Um, the crazy thing is, so this is the dilemma when you're a general manager. You're, you're either put into one or two categorizations. You're either the GM that had a great player and wasn't smart enough to lock him in before his contract was up. And then if you can't re-sign him, you're looked at as an idiot. Or you're the GM that had a great player, but prematurely signed him to an extension too soon, and then that player doesn't pan out, and then you look like the idiot who jumped the gun. And so everybody in this room included and outside this room thought, oh, Todd Gurley, safe bet, sure bet, do it, lock him in. And that's what the GM did. Three years into a five-year rookie contract, he gave him this extension. And before he even played the first year of extension, they release him. Um, So now that GM looks like an idiot, even though all of us would have agreed with him, Two years ago, Todd Gurley looked like a short bet. Um, but it's crazy how much money they ate. Their dead cap on their – their team is screwed. Like, they released so many players because their cap penalty their, – their cap situation is just messed up. They had to release Clay Matthews. They let Brockers go. They cut Gurley. Um, the Jer- Jared Goff contract really locks them in. They're trying to trade Brandon Cooks, even though they're going to take dead cap money on him. Um, if you're into the whole – dynamics of being a general manager and how the cap situation works this is like a fun little mind puzzle um but i think they're making the right decision right more teams than not 31 out of 32 teams probably hold on to Gurley, even though they know two things it's not for the better of the team in the long run and he's not the player that he used to be um unfortunately for him his knees are giving out he's he's not the same guy um and they made the tough decision because they're going to suck they're probably going to suck this year. They're probably going to suck next year. Um, they don't have any first-round picks in the next two drafts because they traded for Jalen Ramsey. Um, but they made the right decision because they will be better sooner if, rather than if they had kept them. And that's the thing I keep preaching, right? If you're going to suck, suck bad. Don't do this whole mediocre in the middle thing, 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and 6-10. and ten. That's not going to help you. You'd rather be 1-16 in 16, or 1-15, in 2-14, and 14, and then you can be better sooner. And I think that's what the approach you're taking. I don't know if they're really actually taking that approach because you still have Jalen Ramsey, who's the premier corner of the league, one of the premier corners mm-hmm. of the league. You still have Aaron Donald, who's one of the premier defensive linemen, who is the most probably the most disruptive player of our generation. Um, yeah. 
so you still have two very big studs on your defense. Defense wins championships. And you Not got rid year. of a ru- <laughs> They will eventually. They'll come back. <laughs> okay. um, you, got, you got rid of a running back who, honestly, yes, he was great when he played there. And, you know, he's had some great seasons. And he was commanding a large number. They cut him to kind of relieve, like, $20 million over the next two years as well. They're, they're eating $20 million, but they're also – it's better than paying the $40 million that they would have paid him. Yeah. So, overall, like, I think it's a smart move because you can find another running back. Like, what? why won't they go for, like, a Jonathan Taylor in the second round or something, right? So, yeah, you could, right. they're still in a situation where they can still get guys to win. Um, they have their tight, I forgot their tight end. They have a pretty good tight end. Um, they have a few. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, they still have Robert Woods. So they still have a good wide receiver there. Yeah. They're most likely trying to get rid of cooks. And realistically, I feel like they're down to go with a lesser pick to let someone eat the cap for cooks. I'll honestly be, would not be surprised if the Redskins try to make a play for cooks. I'll give a fifth tomorrow. Dude, he's going to be a more <laughs> fifth, Yeah, anybody would give a fifth. It depends on how low you can get him. But they but are desperate. So if I someone is willing to eat up leverage. his cap number, I think that Cooks could be in play for like the Redskins, who do have a lot of cap space that have not made a lot of moves. So there's a lot of opportunities out there for the Rams. I wouldn't necessarily say they're they're sucking just to – get better because I think they're they still have I a think, lot of premier players on their team. I think that they didn't make the playoff mm-hmm. last year and they were off and now they have less talent. I don't know how you get better with less talent at this point. And I, I think you're seeing what that Jared Goff is what he is. He's not an elite quarterback in my opinion. He had an elite elite offensive mind behind him, but the NFL started to figure it out. So unless Sean McVay can come up with better stuff next year, like more like, crazy things we haven't seen before what what are you going to be right because the the league has figured you out and that's what's scary about taking a chance on like a first-time head coach that's you know the shiny new piece i wouldn't necessarily say it was sean McVay. i think it was more jared goff that sec this past year because players were even stating jared goff did not have the work ethic that he did the year before that Mm -hmm. last year after he got paid he was basically – what was being reported was he was just basically partying. He was just chilling, did not give a shit. If he yeah. changes his mindset back to his prior contract uh, mindset, yeah. it could be a lead again. I don't know. That, that's a hard division to be in, like, lead in. That's oh, it's definitely, it, it's it's definitely a hard di- – it's by far the hardest division. I'm saying they can still be competitive. If if Jared Goff plays like the way he did prior to his contract, you got to be so good because that means for you to make a wild card, that means the whole of that means you have to beat everyone in the division to make a wild card, pretty much. I yeah, that team is that that division stacked. Uh, in that division, 49ers, Rams, maybe the uh, sorry, 49ers first, Seahawks second, then maybe the Rams are better than the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are on the uprise too. Exactly. Um, so maybe not. They might be the fourth team in that division, which is insane to think that they were just in the Super Bowl not that long ago. Well, let's talk about the flip side. Let's talk about the flip side of this trade. Atlanta gets Gurley for 
I think they're paying six million dollars. I think they're not like not even trade free agent pickup. Yeah, they didn't I mean, have to pay sorry. him anything, right? I meant yeah, yeah of the transaction, the other side of the transaction, right? Like, what do you guys think of this for yeah. for um, Atlanta? I think it's smart from Atlanta. They get they replace their old running back with a slightly younger running back, and Freeman. yeah, you replace Freeman with Gurley, and you know, yeah, you're paying him six million or whatever, but he's back home. I feel like he's gonna have this energy that yo, you know, I was just cut. People don't believe in me anymore, and he is a, a hardworking running back. I feel like he can still bring it back as long as his knees hold up. Yeah. yeah, his knees are everything. He's definitely younger than Devontae Freeman. Um, but maybe because of his knees, he's not going to play that much younger. I think it's a good pickup. I don't think it's um, it's win-win situation for the Falcons. They're not paying him that much. Crazy thing is he's getting paid 20-some million dollars from the Rams, and he's not going to yeah. play for the Rams. Um, so that's yep. pretty awesome for him. I was surprised by the Devontae Freeman cut, but apparently with this cat, uh, contract situation, it was financially better for them. The Falcons messed up a few years ago when they let Tevin Coleman walk. They should have kept him and let Devontae Freeman walk because um, Freeman's progressed every year since he had a breakout year maybe three years ago. Um, whereas Tevin Coleman, it's not like he had a crazy year in San Francisco, but they also have like four running backs in San Francisco. Tevin Coleman's a straight speedster, um, but now he's starting to get up there in age as well. But yeah, win, win situation for the Falcons. Um, we'll see about the Rams. I think they're going to regress. Sounds like at least JK thinks that they're still going to compete and they should compete because they got a great head coach and they got these at least two stud players on defense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, let me clarify myself. I don't think that they're going to like win the Super Bowl or anything. I just feel like they will be more competitive than people think they will be. Yeah. I hope they are. I like Sean McVay. I will say for the Atlanta side, it, the perfect situation for them is having Todd Gurley as a two down back and then getting a third down back to, so you're cutting down his snaps at that point. So you can at least have somebody that can catch the ball. And if you're out of the game, you're not going to see a lot of Todd Gurley at that point. I think that's what you should just do. Well, they do. They have their third down back, right? They drafted Ish Smith a few years ago. Um, yeah. And he was he's okay. Uh, Ish Smith doesn't. Yeah, he hasn't good. been great. Yeah, he Edo was, Smith. Edo Smith, my bad. Edo Smith, yeah. And he wasn't – he was supposed to replace Tevin Coleman's, like, that role, and he hasn't done it. Like, look, right. Chris Thompson may be a free agent or is a free agent or whatever. I remember his contract situation. That's perfect setup for you. Yeah. Right, perfect setup for who? For for Matt, Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see. I – uh. I think they're going to have a good year. The big, the biggest piece that they need back is Keanu Neal. If you guys know who that is, they're strong safety. This guy is a stud when he came out of Florida. He had such a good rookie year. And yeah. then ever since then, if you guys remember, it was Eagles versus Falcons game mm-hmm. one of the NFL season. And he got injured like right, right off the bat. And uh, he lost them for a year. And then he, I think he lost another season too. Um, that dude is a stud. And he's lost two of his years in his rookie contract. If that guy is healthy in the back end of that defense, that team is good. Uh, I was surprised that they released Marcus Trufant, but Marcus Trufant honestly has been mostly all hype uh, Des- because of Desmond his brother Trufant. being in the league. Desmond Des- Trufant. Trufant. Um, yeah, I don't think he's that great. I was surprised that they released him, but I guess I shouldn't be because I didn't. I haven't thought he's been that great, but um, he got scooped up in no time, and now he's on the new team too. Yep. All right. The Go get it. Before you go, the one yes. thing I do want to say about Todd Gurley is 
you got to remember this past season was not necessarily like his worst season. He had his second season in the league where he also ran for about 880 yards and uh, he only had six touchdowns that season. So he still has the opportunity to be successful. And that, and that season he played 16 games. Um, I get it. His knees are weaker than they were before, but he might be rejuvenated for this next season because he did rest compared to what he normally does. And I mean, you're going to have a longer off season because we don't know when the season's starting too. So exactly. you're going to have a longer, longer summer yeah. break pretty much. But all right, let's keep going. I think that this one will be, maybe it's quicker. Uh, Melvin Gordon went to the Broncos, meaning that they've given up on, what's his name? Um, who's Philip first Lindsay, pick? man. I'm surprised. Philip Lindsay, but who was their first pick? Um, first round pick that they had? Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Devontae Freeman. I was like, that can't be the guy. That means they've given up on him because Philip Rivers, Philip Lindsay took over his role, and now you went and got Melvin Gordon, so you apparently gave up on him. So what do you all think? I think um, they're giving up on both yeah. of them, right? They're giving up on both of them, which is surprising because Philip Lindsay's a beast, and he wasn't even their first-round pick. Um, I think it's a dumb move. Let me look up his contract. JK, what do you think? I think uh, Melvin Gordon's a little bit overhyped, to be honest. You know he's only broken mm-hmm. a thousand yards once in his career, once. Yeah, but Last he's a good receiving I, back, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he like he's gotten yards here and there, but like when you think of receiving back, like you would expect at least five hundred yards receiving, right? Yeah, none. Like it, yeah. it, like I understand it. Like Melvin Gordon has had decent, like great games, great games. He's been a fantasy. Solid RB. I mean, the knock against him is that he's been hurt a lot. He can't finish a season. That's why he hasn't broken a thousand. That's he could have broken a thousand in 2018 and 2016, but hurt. So you're telling me that you, like you're fine with the running back that can't play 16 games? I mean, you have Philip Rivers. Uh, Philip Rivers. I keep saying Philip Rivers. You have Philip Lindsay too. That's why I think it's like a. It's okay. It's eight million a year. I mean, it's two years. You get a combo of them two. It's fine. I think that it's fine. You won't. You shouldn't get hurt then. Yeah, but also I feel I like think they, both of those backs are guys that they don't necessarily feed off another back. They're guys that need the ball in order to get their pace going. Sure. Right. Sure. So it you can't say like, hey, yeah, we got two running backs now, and oh, no, no, no. basically no, no, no. both of those guys that. are bell cows. You no, no, want to feed them the ball as that. much as. Agreed. Agreed. I'm saying if Melvin Gordon goes down, then you have another bell cow. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying in this situation, you can't use them both in the same game. You still need a another third down pass catching like guy to come on the field, right? To block and do that. Like I think all teams at this point, there's not many three down running backs anymore in the league anymore. There's it's all by committee for a reason now. So I think this is the committee that they just need to get one more running back and then they have their backup in Phil Lindsay. I think it's a good setup for you if you have Drew Locke, who's young. And you're a running, and you're a young quarterback. You need guys to get the pressure off. How do you do that? Setting up the run. I think that's. I think it's a decent move. They didn't break the bank either. But sorry, I cut you. I'm off. a big fan of Drew Lock. Have you seen that video of Drew Lock where he's on the sideline? Yes. And there's like this yes. rap song playing, and put he knows on. the lyrics. Oh, it was put on. Dude, it's so sick. It's so sick. Start the uh, start this episode with that clip. Oh no, that's because it is so episode. awesome. We're starting the episode with all that. of you guys. 
saying that Tom Brady wasn't going anywhere. That's how we're starting this episode. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I know how much we owe you. <laughs> I, oh, I will. Oh, I will. Uh, don't worry. I need the cash. It's been a rough month. The thing, the thing that people don't realize is that they're going to lose Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. They probably don't care about Freeman, but because of this, in two years, when Philip Lindsay's contract's done, he's not going to want to resign. He's going to want out the door. And so they're losing that for a guy just for two years who's not going to make them that much better. They should have thought long, long run, hey, let's keep Philly Lindsay as our uh, bell cow. Let's make him happy so that he's going to want to resign here so we can be good for eight years and not just worry about these next two years. Actually, um, Ross, I do think that they are thinking long term because realistically, what – at the end of two years, would Phil Lindsay be as effective as he was? Look at Todd Gurley, right? After his first contract, he was basically done. Running back is a very short career in the NFL. So maybe they're thinking, hey, we have this decent running back right now. Let's get a better running back or a more established running back that is still pretty good and basically see if we could kind of use that for now rather than uh, or, or what they're doing is Philip Lindsay's from Denver. He lives with his parents. Maybe they're banking on he doesn't want to live alone and that he'll just stay in Denver for that. That's what I think could happen. He does. He lives in the basement of his parents' house. Yeah, I know. He went to University of Colorado. He's, he's yeah. saving up that money. He's a smart dude. dude I don't blame I, him for that. I, I like him. I like him. I Maybe they find a way to use them both. I think they, they can maybe find a way to use them both, and they're going to run the ball a lot with Drew Locke. Um, with Drew Locke, just to like ease him into an offense. I mean, they need to get him weapons, and this is another weapon. If anything, um, any other? I think it's a dumb move. I, I think it's a whatever move. It's eight million. It is. I'm pretty sure you can cut him next year if it all goes to crap. You can probably cut him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a dumb move contractually. It's just a dumb move when it comes to just I don't know. It's gonna mess up the vibe of that running back room because you had two guys at least that they hopefully were okay sharing the workload because they were brought in-house drafted by this team and now you're bringing in a third guy who's just upsetting the established order and when these guys contracts are up then who knows maybe the Broncos don't want them but these guys definitely don't want to stay now and I think Philip Lindsay is probably the better back of the three yeah I don't disagree there all right let's move over to defense um Gary Slay finally got traded I think this was gonna happen yeah Went to the Eagles for a third rounder, right? Third rounder. Mm-hmm. Third and then he got a contract. Go ahead. Third and a fifth? Third and a fifth. Okay. Yeah, and then he got his new contract that he wanted. Um, he's almost, he's what, 28 years old, right? So by the time his contract's up, he's 31, maybe 32. Um, Eagles needed defensive help. Uh, I don't know if you guys know a show called All or Nothing on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but they basically follow one team yeah, yeah. for the entire season. It's a good uh, Kind of like Hard Knocks. Yeah, it's a good show. Hard Knocks is just training camp. All or nothing is throughout the season. And they yeah. did it on the Eagles last year. And so you get an inside look. And they needed help in the secondary. Um, they were bringing in Orlando Skandrick at one point once the Redskins cut him. And they were just desperate for cornerback help. And their corners would get burned left mm-hmm. and right. So it makes sense that they looked to get someone. And I'm glad they pulled the trigger because I was afraid the Redskins we're going to be the team to give up something for him, and I don't want him. Why wouldn't you want him? Yeah, why not? I, I think he's – I don't want to say he's hyped, but his, he's already peaked, and he's still, like, close to the top of his mountain, but he's heading down. So maybe he has this good year, 
but his last two years of his three-year contract will not be as good as this next year. Um, and you, I don't want to re-sign guys I, to multi-year deals. I see what deals. you're saying. I, I feel like you're thinking that he's going to be more of a Josh Norman ordeal where, you know, we might get him. He might have yeah. a solid one season with us, but then after that, it's kind of like whatever. Um, exactly. That's exactly what I think it is. So let's, let's kind of look, look at the numbers. In 2018, he had about 46% completion percentage against him. And in 2019, he had 55%. So, obviously, uh-huh. he, was, he was targeted a little bit more. Uh, he's actually targeted around the same amount, and he let a couple more passes get to him. He had 94 targets in 2018, 93 targets in 2019. And 2018, he had 44 completions against him. 2019-52. Half the um, touchdowns, though. You let him yeah, half, half the touchdowns. Half the But at the same time, your, your quarterbacks had better ratings against him. Um, I would just say I, I do see where Arash is saying, where he's getting to yeah. that age where he might have, like, another good year or two, um, especially because, you know, like, he's changing his number for Kobe. He's, like, he's going to <laughs> Kobe City. Like, so, you know, there – there's some things that will tell me that he will have a good season. Will he have a great career in Philly? I don't know about that. I, I just know that Philly always has a bad history of picking up corners and past their prime, and they're not as successful as they used to be. Namde Asimov is the main one that comes to mind for me. No, it's true. To their defense, I mean, everybody wanted that player, and he, he, there was no reason to think that he wouldn't be great. He actually yeah. ended up being a bus to everyone's surprise. Um, well, it's it yeah. one of those situations where you take a cover corner and put him in a man on a man team. Yeah, the wrong uh, team. Yeah, exactly what the Redskins yeah. did with Josh Norman. Exactly. But Darius Slay is a man man corner, and he's going to a man defense, so we'll see how that goes. The only The only knowledge I have of his game is when the Redskins played the Lions this past year in November – and both teams were meeting up as 0-5, and 0-5. And, and so it was like, which team is, is – no, no, that was the Miami game. Um, I think the Lions game was like in November. But Terry McLaurin was locked up against Darius Slade the entire game, right? Our number one, their number one. And all I did all game was notice how Terry was burning Darius Slade. Now, I think Terry only had like four or five catches at the end of the game. So it's not like he exploded – um, but he was constantly running routes all over the field, and Darius Slayton was struggling to keep up. And that's what happens when you have a 28-year-old cornerback. It's not his fault. He's just he's losing his step. And when you're a corner at that level of the game, like we just saw Richard's, uh, Richard Sherman, right, in the, in, the play, in the Super Bowl, and, like, Richard Sherman's one of the best corners in the game, but when you isolate him one-on-one, he doesn't have it anymore because with age, you lose that speed. And that's the only reason I didn't want the Redskins to get him because I don't want to give a guy a three-year contract when he's already 28 because he's already losing his step and he's going to keep losing it every year. I also think it's a, it's a Hail Mary like for the Eagles. They got to start winning soon because then it's like, look, you paid all this money to Carson Wentz. You've had pieces. Your, your O-line is getting older. Your defense is soon going to start getting older. Like, what are you going to do? And then you got to start rebuilding. And it's like the window just is like this to them right now. It's, it's, it's Star Wars. The the, the, the well, trash compactor is closing at this point for him. Um, yeah, I mean, and they're they're going to have to get Zach Ertz locked up soon. They offered him a contract last year that reports came out he didn't accept. 
And so he's looking to get paid next season. And so they probably have that on their mind that, oh, shit, we have one of the best tight ends on our our team in the entire league, and we need him. And so they're probably thinking about that financial situation. He's going to be looking at Kelsey numbers. As he should. If not more. He's probably he probably thinks he's better than Kelsey and arguably he might be. Um he had that well, one I mean, season he, where he had like hundred percent. He'll definitely get paid more than Kelsey just based off of the new year. Yeah. Right. They got Dallas Gobert or whatever, Goder Goder Gooder. I don't know. How he to say he that played one. actually pretty decent. Goddard, yeah, he played decent. Goddard. Um they have good pieces. They're not elite, thankfully. Um, but they, I think they struck gold with Miles Sanders out of Penn State. He's actually turned out to be a pretty good stud. Um, and obviously Carson Wentz is whatever you think of him. I think he's okay, probably better than average. Um, it's crazy that healthy. every time they get into the playoffs, he's out. Yeah, he just needs to get healthy. Um, last one, if you guys are ready, is just Chris Harris to the Chargers. Um, Chris Harris is a good corner, just didn't do anything last year, but I think it's a pretty good corner. He's what thirty now? I think he's about to be thirty. He's thirty, and I mean, personally, I just feel like the same thing that Arash was feeling about Darius Slay. He's lost a step. I mean, he's had his prime years. He's very good in his time. Um, is he still better than I'd say at least half the corners in the league? Yeah, probably. But I mean, I if I'm going for a corner, I want a younger guy that you know, has the speed to catch up to whatever wide receivers. This is a young man sport. And I feel like, you know, looking at his numbers the past two years, he, he was targeted less than Slay and he gave up a much higher completion percentage. Um, He had 67% passes against him completed. um, And he had four touchdowns, 112 rating against him. So just numbers like that, just it doesn't add up to success going forward, especially when you're 30. Uh, I feel no, I. But he's gonna be their second. Corner. I think it's a good signing. He's gonna be is he? Corner. Yeah, because they have Casey Hayward, who's doing decent too. So it's, he's a good. Team. Yeah, it's good for him. It's good for them. Yeah, I mean, my motto is: if you're playing in the defense and you're playing corner and you're already past 30, you're dead to me. I don't want you on my team. Um, and there's a second it, corner with a good line and a good safety. And, um, well, the defense is great. No, yeah. the defense is stacked, dude. And they, they needed a second corner. So, like, he fills that role, and he needed a team, and he needed a paycheck. So, he gets that out of it. I mean, it's mutual. It benefits both sides. Um, and I agree with JK, right? If you have this and you're a corner, even if you lose a step, if you're smart and you have the IQ, you can make up for it, right? Darrell Revis. There was a time where, if you guys remember, he was going between the Jets and the Patriots and the Bucks, and he was getting paid big time. Like, he had three insane contracts. And the reason was because he had the speed and he had depth, right? And even after he lost his speed, he still had the IQ, right? And that football knowledge makes up for it, right? You can read plays, you can digest um, offensive schemes, and you can beat the guy to the spot, even though you're not faster than the guy. It only was until Revis lost too much speed where his IQ couldn't make up for it anymore. And that's when he just fell off. I mean, Rebus um, called, him, but no called one, himself a mercenary. He would go wherever he needed, wherever the money was. That's what he said. And, and except dude, he cashed out. I don't remember yeah. the numbers, but he had like three big deals. He got mm-hmm. paid with the Patriots. He didn't, then he got paid by the Jets and he got paid by the Bucks. Um, and his contracts were big. Like he yeah. cashed out good for him. And yeah. he was seen as like an elite, the, the top corner for like a good five year stretch. Um, but he was the rare combination of both. He had the IQ and he had the speed. And that's yeah. why it's a rarity to have that. 
Um, Chris Harris doesn't have the speed anymore. He has the IQ, so he's still serviceable for a few more years. That's fair. I mean, I I would think unless they go get a – they're probably going to get a quarterback, the Chargers are. I mean, unless you if you even if you roll with Tyrod this year, I mean the defense is good enough where you just gotta make a few plays and you're a playoff team. I mean Denver's not good next this year. I don't think they're gonna be that good. Oakland's not that good this year. You can fuck around and somehow make the playoffs if you are if you go you know nine and seven because you have the Chiefs. The Chiefs have won that division already in my mind. Right. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah, the the divisions aren't. It's not bad. They need a quarterback. No offense to my local brother in Tyrod, but uh, he's just yeah. I mean, he's he's no. not. He can't play at. I was just gonna say the Patriots uh, are worse now. The Patriots are worse now. So you might have a a whole wild card seat just open up for you where you can fuck around and be good. It's not just the Patriots and the Chargers and the AFC looking for a wild card. I, I, but look at this. Look, Colts are a question mark. I think the Chargers could still be better than the Colts right now, defense alone, right? Okay, uh-huh. um, Jacksonville, that's a shit show, right? Um, Houston, shit. Houston will probably win their division, right? You got and, Pittsburgh and the Ravens. Uh, One of them are going to win. Will be back. One of the, Pittsburgh's definitely going to be back. Okay, that's it. Yeah. There you go. You gotta. That's. That. And, and honestly, you may want to give the Browns a chance. No, fuck that. Still wait and see, but you may want to give them a chance for a I while. Gave a, they I, look listen. great on paper, man. They look that's, good on paper. Yeah, why, they just needed coaching last season. That's why you play the games. That's why yeah. you end up actually playing the games. What's the last division? They look good on paper for a few years. Hmm? What's the last division I'm forgetting? In the AFC. AFC South. AFC North, AFC South, AFC West, and AFC East. Okay, well, what okay. are the teams in each of them? Yeah, what are the teams? <laughs> which team, which, which division are you forgetting? You're forgetting about the Miami Dolphins division. The no, Patriots, not, the Jets. That, what, the Bills are the only ones going from there, in my mind. Everything yeah. else sucks. Oh, Bills. Yeah, so I, no, don't, I said, don't rule out Belichick just yet, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Let's you're see right. what he's you're, got up his sleeve. You're right. You're right. And that's a great segue into our new rapid fire question thingy that we might do again, or we'll just do it today. It's the rules are. Stop them. Just tell me an answer, and if you have to give a sentence, that's fine. And if an argument breaks out, it is a rapid fire. A fire could break out. Whatever. That's fine. Are, are they good questions? I mean, they're decent questions. Is there a right or wrong answer? No. They're just opinions. It's opinions. So how do we know who wins? Well, I mean, I always win, apparently. How wrong have you guys been recently? <laughs> All right, go the first Savage one. Let's bro. hear it. <laughs> All right, first one. Are the Bucks the favorite to win the Super Bowl now? No. Absolutely no. not. No? Okay. What, what, what's the record they end up with? Nine and seven. I think they make the playoffs. Um, nine, ten, or eleven wins probably is what pick they're playing around. Pick one. I don't know what their schedule is and how difficult it is, but I'd say I'd say eleven. Eleven feels right. I'm gonna take them um, between. Dude, you guys. they almost made. You're going ten. Yeah, I'm going ten and six. Make the playoffs. Don't win a Super Bowl. I agree with you all on that. They almost made the playoffs with a quarterback who threw thirty interceptions. So they're right. They're good. He did throw. They, 5, they had a quarterback yards. who's holding them back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he, he slung it right. Like you're gonna throw thirty picks. You're gonna throw some that aren't picks too. All right. Next question. Rapid fire. 
We're not doing rapid enough. We're doing like a slow pace right now. All right, where does Cam land? JK. Okay, Arash. I say LA, man. I think he goes to Chargers. I was talking about this earlier. I don't think the Chargers go with Tyrod 100%. Poor guy has never really given the reins at any place that he's been at. I think they go with Cam, and I think they're smart too because Cam is better. Okay. I honestly, I kind of want to. Th- I think he gets cut. Number one, I don't think he gets traded. Number two, I just, I think he. I can't find a team. Chargers for him is right the right now. answer. The Chargers, Chargers may be the, Chargers, the right Chargers might be the right answer, but I just can't find a team for him right now. It's the Patriots. I hope you guys know they already said they're not going after Andy Dalton. It's gonna be. The I'd Patriots. like to. I would like to see that. I would love to see him at the Patriots. I'd love to see him with Bill Belichick. Belichick is going to make an amazing offense for him, and he's going to be like MVP status again. Um, which leads me to the next question: Who is the Pats' quarterback this season? A guy that's not currently I, on their. He's roster. not on their roster. He's not on their roster. That's a that's a cop out. Who is it? Right. Brian Hoyer. Then that's not a cop out. Okay, no, like give me like give me a name, not on the roster. Like I gave you a name. It's Cam Newton. Just give me something, man. I know. I don't think it's a, a someone on their roster. Whether it's someone they draft, or someone they trade for, or someone who's Justin sitting at the Hebert. agency. I can see Jameis Winston working out. Maybe Bill Belichick's cocky enough to think, "Hey, this guy threw thirty touchdowns. I can fix uh, him. I can make him throw 40. You want? If you want me to give you a name, I'm giving Justin Hebert. That's a fair name. That's a fair name. I agree with both. I disagree with both of you. It's going to be Cam Newton. Watch. They're going to have to move up to get Justin. Justin, he's not going to be available where they're drafting in the first round. They they make some sly trades. They'll they'll do some work before now and then. They have pieces, right? So I think their first round pick is like twenty something, and they have three third round picks. They don't have any second round picks. So sure, they could pair their first with a third, move up, and still have two thirds. But they'd they would definitely give, need have to, to move up. They'd have to give up their first next year as well. To move up. To move up that right. high to get I mean, Justin. You get a late round quarterback. Belichick would do it. You can get a late round quarterback like um, Jake Fromm, game manager. Do that. That would be a good pickup. All right, next hey, one. I mean, this yeah. this coach drafted a quarterback 199th overall and got six Super Bowls out of it. So he, he doesn't feel the pressure to move up in the first round. He's a guy that thinks he can find gems later in the rounds. Neither of you guys said Jacoby Brissett. Did they go back and trade back for Jacoby Brissett? I doubt that they trade Jacoby. for Jacoby. Kobe's a mistake. That just doesn't make sense to me. He, he loved he loved him. Belichick loved him. Um, all right, next one, and then we only got a few more. Um, where it, it's the new home category, new home city, or whatever, where they go to sleep at night. Uh, Davian Clowney is still a free agent. Where does he go? Unless he's not, he is right. Still is. He's still yeah, a free agent. And I want him. They, they said that they he rejected a sixteen million a year contract. By who? Um, who, who by Miami. Seattle. Miami offered, Seattle him, offered him And then Seattle offered 18.5, and he rejected that too. He wants $20 million a year minimum, but no one seems to be paying it, which I'm confused, dude. He's a stud. I, I see him staying with Seattle. Not yeah, for $20 I mean, they're, million, currently, they're currently the highest bidder, and they don't need to increase their offer because no one else has come in bid uh, over them. Uh, but it's just insane to think that this guy, how old is he? Is he 27 or is he younger? 
Uh, I feel like he's still like in his prime. He looked like an animal last uh, in the playoffs last year. I would want him if. So like yeah, I mean he's still there. He's got two more, maybe three more good years. Um, dude, he's. I'm surprised his market is so dry. Seattle's um, gonna look out. They're gonna get him. Rush. He has 75 career games. He's played in six seasons. How many sacks do you think he has? Total. Total sacks. 75 career games. I think he's got 52. 32. Jeez, that's bad. But it's not yeah. just sacks. Sacks is big, right? But you got quarterback hurries. You got rushes. You got tackles for loss. Um, he's just a Tackle, fourth, man. We tackles for loss. In- tackles for loss, 71. And 75 career. Almost, and starting 66 almost career game. games. He has 71 uh, tackles for loss. Uh, QB hits, he has about 30. Um, I mean, yeah, he has games where he can be a beast, but I also feel like there's been times where he's been kind of MIA. There's, so there's this thing that you do, right, in football. And, for instance, when we were playing high school football, you're, you get a packet, right, every week of your opponent. And in that packet, you open it up, you go to the offense, you go to the defense, and you see their players, right? Number 12, number 41, whatever, whatever, whatever. And on one player, maybe two players, that player has a star around them. And that player is a player that you have to scheme around, that you have to design your offensive play calling around. Jadavion Clowney every week has a star for their opponent's game plan. That is a guy worth paying $20 million a, a year for. I'm surprised his market is so quiet because I would jump on it. Like if the Redskins weren't lined up to get uh, Chase Young, who plays basically the same position, I would run after Jadavion for $20 million a year. Um, honestly, the Redskins probably should go get him anyway, then draft Chase Young too, and then figure it out from there, man. You can never have too many of these star players, like blue chip guys. Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean, but I'm just saying you got Jadavion Clowney, you got guys like Von Miller, Khalil Mack. I'd rather have the mm-hmm. Khalil Macks and Von Millers compared to the Jadavion Clowns. But he's there. I, I don't even see him a little bit underneath. Von Miller now is old, right? Von Miller's Von Miller's old. I'm just saying, him. like when you, when you take peak Von Miller versus peak Jadavion Clowney. Sure, sure, yeah. And their numbers, their numbers are better. And even without the numbers, I think those players are a little bit better. But you're looking at a 27-year-old Jadavion Clowney right now. I would take him, man. He's available. You don't have to trade for him. You don't have to give up picks or a player. He's just sitting there. Seattle's going to get him. Seattle's going to get him, and they're going to get him for a little bit cheaper than probably what he should go. So good for them. I think he's Uh, going to end up with the Seahawks. Where I want him to end up, or see – I don't know if they are even rumored. I just thought of this guy was looking at cap spaces. And, yo, the Bills. Get him on the Bills. I'd love them. They have for Bills Mafia, man. Yeah, I mean, let's just. Yeah, I would love them there. You you have to think if you're a Bills fan or you're the organization that you're gonna go. You have a real shot now that Tom Brady's not here. You gotta you gotta take it. Oh, you got it right. Also get you know. I'm surprised. You, they already you got. Think he's the number one free agent, and no one signed him. Uh, yeah, they did get Diggs. That was a big, costly trade. I mean, it's um, worth it for, for them. them. That's worth it for them. They need the help. I, all right, I lost my spot real quick. Give me a sec. Oh, yeah, the next one is Robbie Anderson. What do you guys think? He's the best wide receiver left. And I think there's a lot of teams that need a wide receiver. 
Robbie Anderson was not the next one. Um, he hasn't been rumored to him, but I'm kind of feeling the uh, the Broncos at this point. What about you? I don't know. I think he's going to be picky. He probably wants to go to a team that has a quarterback that he thinks he can excel with. Um, I don't know what team he's thinking, but I don't see him going to a team where we don't think that there's a great quarterback there because if we don't think that, he definitely doesn't think that. I think he probably wants to go somewhere where he's going to have balls thrown to him. Um, but I don't think he's the best receiver. If I'm a team, I'd rather, instead of getting Robbie Anderson for free and just having to sign him and not having to trade, I'd rather trade for Brandon Cooks. I'd rather give up Same. something rather than get Robbie Anderson for nothing except tra- uh, signing him. Um, but I don't know. I don't think he's that good. I, I think he's he's better he's okay. than a lot. He's better than a lot, but I don't think he's that great. I think he's he think, I think he's a above average wide receiver. Like if it was in fantasy, he's a wide receiver too. He can do it. It just needs a quarterback to do it with, and he hasn't really had that. And I think that I think oh man, I lost my train of thought. Where was he going to end up? Damn it! Oh, Baltimore. I think it was Baltimore. Get get this guy a weapon. Get Lamar Jackson a weapon. I don't think he's going to command crazy money. He's going to command money, but the, crazy the problem money. with Baltimore is him and Hollywood Brown are the same type of wide receivers. Sure. Okay, that's fine. Then the Redskins. That's the next option. Around down ninety-five. They. I. I feel like they make a move. They need not. it. He's a better. He's a better. What's his name? Um. Philip. Philip. Um. Richardson. No, Paul Richardson. Man, I love the name. I Philip hate Paul today. Richardson. Yeah, but he's a better version of him. He's what we thought. You don't Paul want Richardson. a Paul. No, you. It was what we thought yeah. Paul Richardson could be. That's what he is. That's what he is. And well, the last one. He hasn't one. gotten signed yet. There you go. Go ahead. I was, saying, I was just going to the last person, and that was Jameis Winston. Where does that guy end up? To be, where is he going to be the backup? Where is he going to go? Pats. Chargers or Pats? I'd say Chargers first, maybe Pats second. I, have, I, I, I think it depends question. on where Cam Newton goes. Okay. Cam Newton's probably priority number one for both those teams, and then the other gets Jameis. I feel like he's going to, like, end up in Carolina as a backup. Or, like, he's going to end up somewhere as just, like, a backup within the division. Maybe Atlanta. Carolina, like, Carolina yeah. makes absolutely no sense for their backup. They just lost a backup. They, they do need a backup. Will, they have Will Greer on their team as well. Yeah, I mean, you think James mm-hmm. James not going to play. It doesn't matter where he goes. Or maybe he goes yeah. to the Packers. Maybe he goes to the Packers because, you know, Aaron Rodgers can get hurt. That makes a little bit more sense. Okay, I honestly just threw I something do, out. I, no, I think he is a backup. I, I think that's his talent level. Um, but then again, you throw 30 touchdowns. That not, not everyone does that. You do 30 picks too. But um, I think he's a better backup than a starter. But I think he's – I think Chargers and Patriots right now could sign Jameis. Why haven't they? They're waiting to see what happens with Cam. Both those teams would prefer to have Cam. Once one of them – once Cam falls, I think Jameis falls. That's he's the uh, next domino. He's going to be a post-draft kind of guy. Someone that was like, fuck, we didn't get anybody. All right, we need Jameis to come in. Come maybe, yeah. yeah. Or maybe. I also thought maybe he ends up in Philly because they need a backup for what's-his-name, um, Wentz. And he always gets hurt. Fuck it. At least have somebody that can yeah. swing the ball in the playoffs. You know? Right. Nick, Nick Foles isn't a great quarterback, and he won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, Jameis is at that level, that tier of quarterback. So. Yeah. Yeah, and if Wentz has shown us anything, he's bound to get injured. So they do need a, at least someone who can actually play, not just someone to plug in. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that was my rapid fire questions. We can stick around. We can do a Redskins corner if you guys really want to. I, I feel like we're itching to do it. I, we can. We can just end this episode and then. So did you see who the Redskins uh, traded wait, wait. today? Well, we're in this this is going to be a separate episode. So just stick around for one second. Okay. This was a good episode for, you know, everything else in the NFL. What you're going to do is you're going to stick around and listen to the Redskins one. So like, comment, subscribe to the shit. Thank you guys.